Well, happy July 3rd, which time.is informs me is a day that absolutely nothing of note happened. Because normally it says, like, happy whatever day. But there's just right. nothing. There's nothing so, today. Happy happy statistically average day. Half, happy July 4th Eve. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gather around the uh, July 4th tree of fireworks, I guess. <laughs> well, we do have something to celebrate today. We do. Um, yeah. It's uh, R.I.P. to a big one. Goodbye, mm-hmm. Ronald Dumsfeld. You died. You're As going we know, into the ground. There are known knowns. There are things we know we know. We also know there are known unknowns. That is to say, we know there are some things we do not know. But there are also unknown unknowns. The ones we don't know, we don't know. What I do know is that uh, Donald Rumsfeld sucks, and it's good that he's gone. There's a there's a Vandal song that's fun. It's called "These Are the People That Are Going to Hell," mm, and mm-hmm. um, they need we needed to do a new verse. It's just Donald Rumsfeld because we Indeed. know we know they're going to hell. Abs- yeah. Mm-hmm. So enjoy it down there, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of going places, you have you have an update <laughs> on your transportation. Yeah, I got rid of my Volt and I have a Bolt now. I'm fully electric. I don't have to worry about <laughs> gas or oil changes or whatever. I actually I went to the auto parts store today to get some like interior cleaner, and I was just marveling at how much of the auto parts store no longer <laughs> applies to me at all. Like I don't need a damn spark plug. <laughs> Yeah, you don't need you don't need like the like, conventional oh batteries. Yeah, <laughs> post electric vehicles, auto parts stores are gonna get real small. They're gonna be like corner shops. <laughs> it's gonna be like I don't know floor mats. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. they're just gonna have to really expand the scented tree universe to include right. a lot. <laughs> yeah, just an entire aisle of hanging scented trees and I- things. <laughs> What I like about your new car um, is that the cockpit looks like a cockpit. Like when you're sitting oh, in the driver's yeah. seat, mm-hmm. like I've seen pictures and it really does feel like uh, like you're in a wing commander well, and you're going to fly through space. And this was not evident in the pictures, but when you open the door, get in and then close the door, it boots up and it, it plays this sound that's like, it's very fun. <laughs> That's fun. It's like you have entered the bolt. So, yeah. It's fun. I like it a lot. It's a head turner, I notice. I think just because it looks so unusual. There's no car that looks quite like it. So I've been driving along and I notice people looking at my car, which is kind of nice because normally you need like a Corvette for that at least or something. So, (laughs) yeah, but it's also, it's great. I like it a lot. It's very smooth. People do that for me is because there's an Anifa sticker on the side. (laughs) They're like, wait a minute, (laughs) call the FBI. (laughs) I drive, I drove by some of the other day. This car was like all like a, a skinned out, like a all Trump and America and stuff like that and I drew, mm-hmm. I passed them by and they were looking at me and I was giving them the peace sign and they were like oh cool and then as I got closer they could see the 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 black and red flag sticker and they were like what went <laughs> 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 past them yeah well speaking That's of fun. speaking of folks with with stickers on their car I I was driving today you know you've been proselytizing the hang loose lifestyle Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw an example that yeah. I saw a Jeep with stickers on the front and rear window that said hang loose. Um, uh, but of course, shortly after I, 
Shortly after I spotted the Jeep, they ran a red light, uh, which uh, I think is maybe hanging a little too loose. <laughs> you need, <laughs> please you please need don't to do obey that. obey traffic laws and follow the signs and signals, even yeah. when you're hanging loose. Right. Perhaps <laughs> even more. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they just they just they didn't even slow down. They just went right through it. And I was like, you can't you can't do that. That's not legal. I see people do that all the time and I like I just I just don't know how more people aren't dead. I don't It's know amazing. Mm-hmm. Oof. It's anarchy uh, out there. Speaking of speaking of dying, um something I've noticed as I'm driving Some lighter fare. I'm, I'm driving along is uh 40% of plants uh have died in the California deserts because of hot okay, and drier weather. I have to interrupt you slightly because I've clicked into this article and it's showing me a video, but the video has an ad before it. And what it's showing me is a <laughs> bumper boat personal watercraft, which apparently is basically like a giant <laughs> inner tube with an engine in the middle. And it's like, now you can get your very own bumper boat for battles on the lake. I'm like this is, yeah. I love when the ads are like completely ridiculous compared to the tone of the article they're above. <laughs> Mine like, was for oh, like cool. a uh, backyard uh, projector screen, mm. mm-hmm. which yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. Totally, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't, there's nothing more to this story. But I just wanted to share it because, like, it's one of those things that I've started to notice as I drive around the desert. I'm like, man, it seems like there's like a lot less plants. Like, there's a lot more empty like dirt because usually there's like you know scrubby kind of like they're desert plants, but. You know, there's there's more flora and fauna, and it's just like, man, everything is just dying. Mm-hmm, so uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that. I just wanted to leave you with that happy thought. You know? Yeah. I think great. the thing is like, <clears throat> I I was talking with a friend about the you know like I see this stuff and I'm like, oh, I'm I would talk about it with people, and the, but then some people are like well, that bums me out. Why would you bring that up? But like. Mm. As a millennial, I think there's just this thing that we've like, we just understand that things are going to be shit. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like we our our lives, like especially for me, the way I my life is timed. I um, graduated high school nine eleven. I yeah. was getting done with college and the financial crisis. <laughs> Yeah, I was graduating you know, high school during the financial crisis. Yes, it's like, oh, great. Yeah. What am I getting myself into? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like you you just like all these once in a lifetime huge events keep happening and you just realize that like making plans is kind of dumb and, mm-hmm. you know, and but when you talk to people who are more insulated from that, whether through wealth or through their age, like, you know, their Gen X or or uh, a boomer or something like that. And they talk to you about, you know, real type A per- personality people who mm-hmm. are like, what are your goals? What, what, what do you, what are you looking to do? And, th- and it's like, I'm just trying. And, and, and this is what I was talking to. Friend, I was like, I'm just trying to survive and vibe. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, we came up with this word. That's perfect. Surviving. Mm-hmm. I like it. And that's, 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 that's the lifestyle. So that's like, <laughs> That's the hang loose lifestyle. I'm just surviving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just surviving. So I just wanted to share that with everybody. Um, mm. We out here surviving.
That was a normal transition. Do you like how that went? That was weird. Yeah, very good. That was, uh, yeah, we should, you know, we can like clip that and use it as an example for the future kind of thing. Yeah, the, the you this know, is... the standard transition. We're professional podcasters, and so everyone needs to take a lesson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, did you see this? takes? Yeah, did you see this thing that Gruber has been, uh, I don't know what his deal is, um, John Gruber I, I, of the of the Daring Fireball. I have um, not been that online lately. I've, yeah. I've been online enough to see that people what people are mad at, right. and I've seen that people are mad at this, but I don't know enough to speak to it. Well, so um, but let's Gruber, start with- Gruber, for people who don't know who Gruber is, right? Oh, sure. Um, he's, an, he's an Apple uh, computers- um, uh, blogger, podcaster, blogger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, so it, it, his bread and butter is to talk about Apple. Yeah, and and so what had happened was that Apple, uh, computer company, um, basically, uh, put out a a policy that said, uh, look, you have to come back to work Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays starting in the fall. You can work remotely <laughs> twice a week. Um. And you can be remote for up to two weeks a year pending manager approval. Um, uh, And so um, a group of Apple employees wrote a letter that said, hey, uh, this sucks and we want to be able to work remotely on like a permanent basis. Um, Mm -hmm. And this letter leaked to The Verge. And then uh, Mr. Fireball himself decided to write about it uh, in a very stupid way. uh, take. He said 1,400 words to say they'd prefer a policy that allows teams within Apple to determine their own remote work policies. Good communication is to the point, and this is not to the point at all. Um, it's hard to get through the whole letter, and if you do make it through, it reeks of self-indulgence, some serious hand emoji, eggplant emoji vibes. Um, which is, uh, I realized was about the letter and not just reading Daring Fireball. Um <laughs> Yeah, it took me a minute to be like, wait, is this someone else talking about John? I literally didn't know you were quoting from John Gruber. I thought you were quoting somebody talking about Gruber's take. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. perfect. <laughs> it says the, quote, formal request, unquote, at the end about employees with disabilities and the, quote, environmental impact of returning to on-site in-person work, quote, are such transparent pandering. Uh, and who are these people who took um, jobs at Apple not knowing the company's on-site culture? Do they think Apple built a new $4 billion campus on a lark? Three days a week on site and two days remote is a huge change for Apple. And then he's like, uh, um, let's see what he says. He says, the, um, I can't help but think the problem for Apple is they've grown so large they've wound up hiring a lot of people who aren't a good fit for Apple. And that it was a mistake for Apple to ever hook up a company-wide Slack. Companies are not dem- not democracies, but the employees writing these letters sure seem to think Apple is one. It's not. And if it were, the company would sink in a snap. Um, so it's just, I don't know, uh, managerial class defending the boss's nonsense. Um, and it, it, a lot of people pretty much immediately pushed back on this, um, including Charlie Warzel, who has a, uh, a, an entry in his newsletter, Galaxy Brain, that's all about this and how dumb it is. And then Ed Zitron also has a piece in his newsletter that is also just about this. And then Mr. Fireball... Uh, um, responded i think to to charlie warzel's piece and basically said like um he says you know i don't regret a word or emoji of my piece uh and i shan't respond to much of warzel's take and he also says i've heard privately from a lot of apple folks thanking me for it to which i just want to say sure 
Um, I don't know. This is silly to me. I mean, Apple has. Well, yeah, always... you know, everyone down at the down at the boys club really liked what I said, so I don't right. see what's wrong with it. I think Apple's being very dumb here. Apple's always been a dumb company about remote work uh, and indeed yeah. about even like having locations other than Cupertino because like a lot of the team that devised the Finder originally was in Ireland and then like they were like, oh, uh, we want everyone to work from Cupertino so you either have to like move or find a new job or whatever. But, you know, and then I interviewed with Apple and I turned them down because they said remote work wasn't an option. Um, I think it's just Apple thinks that they're very special because they're Apple. And so they can set rules differently about it. It it really is annoying. It makes it so hard when like you you nominally like Apple stuff and you're Mm. in the Apple ecosystem and, you know, people see and they want to like talk to you about it. And it's just like, I mean, it's the same thing with politics, right? Where like someone the other day was like, well, you know, you're a liberal. And I was like, don't call me a liberal. Like I am a yeah. socialist. I'm not a liberal, but it's like, oh, I use Apple stuff, but I hate them. Like, right. I yeah. mean, like I, my hate is pure. Like I know exactly why they suck. Yeah. The, the company <laughs> is stupid and they're pompous. And I think they're going to regret this decision in the long run if they, if they yeah. don't change it soon. But I also think it's quite rich coming from Gruber, a man who's been working from home since 2004, <laughs> you know, yeah. but that's his thing is he's just, I mean, he wouldn't, he's basically an unofficial Apple PR arm because he wouldn't have gotten point, far if he was yeah. like, you know, not, you know, uh, uh, you know, towing the line that Apple wants to tow. So I'm not surprised that he's like, well, I mean, you don't get a bunch of exclusive interviews and stuff with Apple exactly criticizing them, you know, excessively. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but just to illustrate where we're at in this sort of transformation, which I think we're undergoing one of the largest labor transformations in history at the moment. <sighs> yeah. Um, Two articles here, one from CNBC and one from Business Insider that are basically about um, how many people, uh, you know, are burnt out and are considering uh, changing jobs if they aren't able to continue uh, working remotely. Um, According to a report by Monster.com, 95% of workers are considering changing jobs to maintain remote work. So uh, all I have to say to companies is uh, good luck. Better figure that one out quick. Well, I know that I know that my former employer didn't figure it out, and I know that they're uh, they lost top talent. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, they've lost more than just me. But (laughs) no, you are the top talent. Let's just recognize that. Okay, yeah, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you (laughs) you enjoy every me saying that. But um, yeah, that doesn't make me feel awkward at all. We've talked about it before. The whole like no one wants to work anymore. We can't find employees. And it's like, yeah, well, it's always the this... onus is put on the employees and not the employers. Right. And we've and, and gone over was, that. There was, you know, there was this thing because Chipotle has been saying like, oh, we have to raise prices because we're having to raise our pay because there's yeah. a labor shortage or whatever. And it's like, no, you're, there's a wage shortage. There's plenty of people well, who will work. <laughs> but there also is. I just had this like huge epiphany the other day that there is a labor shortage and you want to know why Mm. because the coronavirus killed 600,000 plus American workers that's true it did yeah (laughs) so yeah there is a labor shortage because let's be honest how many of those people 
got COVID because of their labor because practices. They, yeah, because they worked in work. a front line, like low paying job, like yeah. you know, Chipotle and McDonald's. Oh, why can't we find more <laughs> of those kind of people? You freaking killed them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the most heinous. As soon as you realize that you're like, this is Orwellian to me. I mean, it actually is Orwellian. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we haven't used the soundboard a lot. Hey, I feel like I had to put one Speaking in there. of things that are Orwellian to me, I, I sent this to you because I know how much I'm you so love. Mad. Friend, so mad. friend of the show, No Opinion, aka Noah Smith. Um, it put out a tweet Wait, this skip, week. You, you skipped oh, something. You skipped oh, something. This is oh, another I did. bad. Oh take. my goodness. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I mean, I skipped ahead. Um, another friend of the show whom we love, uh, <laughs> Josh Barrow, uh, put up an article yesterday, actually, or, or uh, two days ago, July 1st. It says, admit it, grilling is bad. E, um, e, 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 e. And it's basically like uh, <laughs> it says opinion here. And then here's like the bullet points. Just because you can cook outside doesn't mean you should. Your grill is dirty, has poor temperature control, and lets fat drip into the flame. And I would simply say, yes, that is the point. <laughs> that is literally the point of grilling. A, it says indoor cooking is better, which is why that's the main way you cook. It's like, um, I don't know. I didn't bother to read this, although uh, the very <clears throat> last bullet point is you secretly agree with me about grilling, uh, which is basically like, don't ah, you say you like I grilling. Think- you say you like grilling, yet you cook mostly inside. Curious. Oh, my gosh. Josh yeah. Barrow, get out of here. I don't what understand. What's wrong with you people? Huh? I don't I don't understand because you can grill indoors, you know. Like it's possible to do so. It's I mean, just I more guess fun it's... to do it outside. <laughs> the the doing it outside is the part of the novelty of it. <laughs> but it's also part of the functionality. I don't know if he's ever lived somewhere where it's hot, but uh I don't cooking think so. inside increases the temperature of your domicile, bud. Mm-hmm. So you cook outside so that you're not heating up your house. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's like a huge reason. I, I, anywhere I've guess lived, that, that Josh has lived in like New York most of his life. And so yeah. like he doesn't really have a place to go grill. You know, you don't have a backyard to grill in. But this yeah. is the opposite freaking, of being grill pilled. Freaking New Yorkers. New York icon. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to that later. But yeah, this is the opposite of becoming grill pilled, and I hate it. I don't like I it. I hate it so much. I condemn much. it okay. entirely. Let's move on to the next. Yeah. <laughs> We're still in the dumb, D- dumb as, opinions vertical. Yes. So as I was saying, no opinion. I sent this tweet to you because I know you'd love it so much. Uh, <laughs> This is Mr. Opinion's um, uh, idea of the political spectrum of 1990s sci-fi space opera TV. He says, Star Trek TNG, left wing, Babylon 5, centrist, Deep Space Nine, right wing. And you have you have intimated to me on the politics of Deep Space Nine before. And so uh, I wonder Deep if you would care to share. <laughs> what Deep you think Space about Nine this has an episode about labor organizing. Mm. They quote the communist About manifesto. how they crush it, right? Yes, and it's a good thing. Right. Like, they have all this, like, anti-racist, anti-neoliberalism episodes. Isn't a big part of DS9, like, the Ferengi, you know, being portrayed as, like, rapacious, ridiculous capitalists? Yeah. 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 And then you also have, like, these different... I feel like this is the thing when you get, like, the surface level reading, because you don't actually think about the, you know, 
what you've watched for more than five seconds. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's like all these wars that go on and it talks about, you know, basically the military industrial complex of that society and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. how that fuels war. Yeah, it's just DS9 is the most left (laughs) Star Star Trek sci-fi that there is just like Mm -hmm. these people that just like don't know anything but are so comfortable telling everyone what's what they believe yeah this I is the classic don't. genre of tweet where you just pronounce something i kind of just miss a, it you know yeah but, yeah yeah but it's uh, noah smith just th- there's another thing noah smith it's been sitting in our show notes forever because mm. like i just couldn't i just couldn't bring myself to ever talk about it but since we're already talking about the jerk uh th- there's a he th- <laughs> I don't even want to go over it too much, but uh, on no opinion Stubstack, Substack, I don't know how I found myself linked to this one time, but mm. he wrote an article at the end, toward the end of May, about uh, depression, and and it's like from everything he's talking about, he's like, here's what I understand about depression. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's very clear to me that he um. I mean, some of it's true. It does. It does make sense. But uh, so much of it is just obvious that like what he's dealing with is not depression so much as it is the consequences of his actions of being a just pretentious, annoying person to be around. Mm-hmm. And like, how can someone be so unself-aware? Do you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and also my favorite part of it is that it talks about about cognitive behavioral behavioral therapy and uh, starts. I don't know, man. Of course, he he wants to get into that. Mm-hmm. Depressed yeah, people. He says may... the cognitive part is the most important. <laughs> uh. Depressed people may need a new narrative. Mm-hmm. But like nowhere does he talk about that. The fact is that depression is not is not like um some sort of uh meaningless mysterious uh ghost that flies into our brains it's like a lot of it is just the consequences of the shit world we've built and like right. yeah <laughs> you don't look at a like yeah, plant it, you fail to sense. water and it's drooping down and you're all oh what a what a sad plant hopefully it, it makes it, it get so- its sound like something figure that it out you... for itself yeah, it makes it sound like something that you catch, and then like you know, <laughs> once you are cured of it, then you have to be careful that you don't catch it again. And it's like that's not really how it works. <laughs> just like I don't know. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a like psychologist or anything, but geez, Louise, I'm not either. Opinions. But as someone with experience with depression, this feels like a very sort of naive understanding of it. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, like I was I, sad once. <laughs> I'm sure I'm and that's reading it I'm like was this person ever actually depressed or did they just like clinicalize their life you know what I mm-hmm. mean like mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not a fan anyhow I'm anyway. done talking about stupid uh, Smith. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's talk about something more peachy um, <laughs> specifically this is uh, a product called peachy uh, at peachy pay on twitter um, and they say Nine out of 10 Americans are online, eight out of 10 on a smartphone. But as of 2019, 81% of patients were still paying their medical bills via check. You can order pizza from your phone, but your doctor still has you mailing in checks. You deserve better. So yes. this is a... Uh, yes. 
this is a service that is going to solve the problems of healthcare. Obviously, the largest problem of healthcare being that you have to pay by check. Um, and so instead, you I can just use their pay app. Them. It's, it's so hard to pay my bills. I have the money. That's not a problem. Don't worry yeah. about that. But I, I don't have any checks. Right. I'm almost certain that this is just a way to add even more money to the cost of healthcare because I'm sure they skim some off the top. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it's like great. a servicer, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But this, this is like Venmo. <laughs> this tweet was was particularly um, you know, singled out because it it was just sort of patently ridiculous that it's like, oh, this is what you think the problem with our medical system is? It's like, boy, I I our medical system, you know, I love it, but boy, the checks, you know, am I right, folks? You know, yeah, we really have figured it out. What is the deal out. with having to write a paper check for my for my medical care? And it's like, well, yes, it I shouldn't I shouldn't have to mail in a check, but I also shouldn't have to pay by phone. I shouldn't have to maybe pay solve that at all. Yeah, <laughs> maybe mm. solve the fact that I have the bills in the first place. But mm. then they couldn't skim anything off the top, and they couldn't make any money. <laughs> mm. Speaking of medical bills, um, yeah. did, you, did you see the big bike crash at the Tour de France? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> just the, it's so remarkable. Just this woman who was standing holding this rather absurdly large sign, and then the the bicyclists just run into it, and there's a media pile up. It's just sort of uh, the video of it is just too good because it's surreal. <laughs> but yeah, I you know who among us hasn't caused a massive bike crash at the Tour de France? Yeah. <laughs> Like, hon, hon, hon. Oh, we should have said, hon, hon, hon. I'm trying to watch the Tour de France, but my sign is a dummy thick. And the side of it keeps hitting the riders. <laughs> that was the worst French accent I've ever done in my life. Yeah. If you, you deserve well, you know, better. Yeah. We apologize. <laughs> <laughs> We're working uh, on it. We're trying to make it better. All right. Speaking of New Yorkers, this is this is one that that got some air airplay. Um, yeah. Another article in Insider, um, quickly becoming, I would say, the hub for bad takes. But this is a guy who says, "I'm a New Yorker who visited the Midwest for the first time. Here are 15 things that surprised me." Uh, and this was obviously a very irritating article to everyone who lives in the Midwest because it's sort of. <laughs> infantilized the entire midwest you know it's like <laughs> it's like oh uh the people are nice but it's it's kind of empty it's not as crowded as new york and stuff like that and things move at a slower place in the midwest including trains and restaurant service um <laughs> one thing is is this here as a new yorker i always thought of the midwest as a region bombarded by winter storms and freezing temperatures um from an outside perspective, I thought the Midwest was unlivable during the winter months, but Midwesterners I met told me that narrative was false. And then I he mean, also says he's surprised by how hot it gets. He, as I said, I always thought of the Midwest as a frigid region that rarely broke 70 degrees in the summer, which is remarkable because it's been in the 80s all week. How do you not know anything <laughs> know. about anything? Yeah. Unlo everyone you... I met was extremely nice in the Midwest, unlike some of my neighbors in New York City. And that sound you hear is the collective of Midwesterners rolling their eyes because, like, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pedestrians wave and thank cars as they cross intersections. 
In my experience, things are cheaper in the Midwest, including grocery store items and drinks at restaurants. It's just a, someone who's like never left New York being like, huh, there's a whole world out here. Do you guys, have you guys heard about this? Yeah. Have you heard about these other places and how things are different? You mean a burrito's not $12 here? Wow. <laughs> Yeah. People say cheers. Uber what? and Lyft were less dependable in Midwest than they are in New York. <laughs> the oh, Midwest brother. has more than enough entertainment and culture to keep any traveler busy. I just yeah. thought people in the Midwest just like. I uh, think what's funny is this is this is the genre of at a article all day. This is the genre of an article that someone would write about, like, I don't know, Indonesia or whatever, you know, like 15 things I learned about Indonesia. But it's yeah. it's it's so ridiculous because it's turned against a place that most people already know about. And it's like, why are it's you describing this like some sort of, yeah, some sort of United third world States. tourist destination? It's like, oh, the food is great and cheap. <laughs> They've got you, so much corn. I you've love You've got to come to, what is this place called? Chicago? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, do you know there's a lot of traffic in Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> People drive cars here. You guys heard here. this? You heard of this? <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, th- there's not a, there's, You know what? I, and I didn't see a lot of homeless people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. There are lessons yeah. to be learned, but they won't be learned. <laughs> Midwesterners show pride for their cities on signs and branding throughout the streets. New Yorkers don't show their pride in the same way. Yeah, you know, people in New York don't definitely wear baseball caps with like yeah, their burros. You'll never know if someone's from New York. You'll just have no yeah. idea. You'll never, and you'll never know if they're from Bur- Brooklyn lo- versus is- Staten Island versus <laughs> Manhattan. You'll never be able to tell, and they'll no, never you- tell you about it. When he talks about how everyone in the Midwest was nice, it says, as a New Yorker, the friendliness surprised me, and if I'm honest, made me slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, the point dear. sometimes, buddy. That's well, the thing right, you got to Well, right, exactly. Learn. That's, Knowledge. Yeah, we got to talk to you about, you know, Midwest nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, they, they did not like you. <laughs> right. Oh, you know what? This just brings up something that I, 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 I put it in the show notes. And I must have been in a rage about something and I don't remember what it was, but it finally applies. And so this is basically an ultimatum I'm giving uh, this pronouncement. Um, I'm not talking about New York anymore. Okay. Mm, I'm not mm, going to mm, reference mm. it in any way. And it's New York gets too much attention, but I've never even seen the place. I've never even seen it with my own two eyes. How do I even know it exists? Really? How important can it be to me if I've Mm. never touched it, smelt it, seen it? You know, right. mm-hmm. uh, why, mm-hmm. why even talk about it? It's not the most important place in the world. It, it doesn't even mean like, I, I live someplace I can see and touch and smell like mm-hmm. I don't need to worry about freaking New York. Well, it's my understanding that New York is America and I, you know, also <laughs> the extent of America. So, yeah, that's what you, you know? get from, you know, <laughs> the media and all that. Yeah. That's well, just, uh, New York yeah. icon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you know anything about New York building after 9-11, yeah. I, think, I think 9-11, I really wish it would. I mean, I, I say this with all due respect, but I really wish it would have happened somewhere else like Chicago or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like New York didn't deserve the notoriety and meaning that it could glom from having had mm-hmm. 9-11 happen there. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I think I feel like the quintessential New York reaction to 9/11 was Donald Trump where he was like actually I think my building's now the tallest. 
communities. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm done. Well, this is another short one, but I don't have anything else to say other than that. I don't. Do Me you neither. have anything yeah, else to say? I don't know. The, the, yeah. it's just, this we, season is turning out to be short episodes. I don't know. We came out firing, you know? It's no fine. apologies yeah. for that. In fact, if, if it does annoy you, I would ask you to please stop listening. Delete us. Don't ever talk to us again. I don't care. We In do fact, not care. We have too many listeners, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> like we can't, yeah. we can't continue to shoulder this burden. Actually, okay? I'm giving an ultimatum. We will not record another podcast until more of our listeners pay us. So you have to go to Patreon.com <laughs> and go to Good Stuff uh, <laughs> Podcasting Network on there. Uh, yeah. And, some and good stuff. Up. There's some new podcasts uh, I, that I have either joined the network or will be joining soon. So very yeah, exciting I'm excited. times. Apparently someone that I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was start- I, I heard from someone else that they're starting a podcast on our network. Yeah, so yeah. I'm excited to hear Amiel. You're, you're, very you're not mad. And, <laughs> no, I'm not mad. Uh, but it's weird that this is the first time hearing about it. But uh, <laughs> welcome to the podcast network. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Glad to have it's, you. It's we like apologize for the mess game. that we're making that everyone else has to deal with, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we do really bring in a, a different clientele to the network, it's but true. I think that yeah. adds some spice to it. And I think, I think information, Chris and Kyle really appreciate it. I think they do. Yeah. They certainly, they at least tell us that they do, which is nice if they're lying. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's like a Canadian thing. I don't know. That's true. Well, yeah, it's like a Midwest nice, you know. It all comes back around. I went up to Canada, and I thought it would be an unlivable tundra. Yeah. Um, but they, do you know they have it cars there? Turns out it's there? actually hot there in the summer. I thought it was covered in snow. <laughs> turns out whole towns can spontaneously combust. Yeah. So. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. That's well, my classic Aaron leaving it on a down note. <laughs> All right, bye everyone. Bye. No, no episode next week unless, unless, unless JK, you, unless you pay, you pay for, you pay, yeah. you pay us. Okay. You're a bye. big guy. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to better day by day and i think i'm gonna make it but for now i'll say i have no idea what i'm doing i have no idea what i'm doing